Welcome to What Makes Me Weird with Joel Sharpton. I'm your host, Joel Sharpton. You can find me at joelsharpton.com. Uh, normally, you can also follow me on Twitter at The Rogues Life, and you can listen to me once a week right here with What Makes Me Weird. We talk to a different guest every week about their passion for their industry, their art form, or their hobby. And that passion generally, I find, is what sets them apart from other people or what makes them weird. Um, This week, we're going to be joined by Josh Tolleson. Josh is a guy that I met a couple of months ago online, as I meet almost everybody now, as a father of four small children. I don't really get out that much. Uh, But I I met Josh online after I started looking for other podcasters in my area. I sort of felt like I'm out here on a... uh, on an island, so to speak. I know of a couple of people uh, close to me who are doing religious podcasts, but as far as general topic podcasts, I didn't know anybody else in the area. And so I, I put my feelers out through Facebook and through Twitter, and I started asking around. These fingers crossed paprika burgers. Big day today. Jamie gets his exam results. I hope he's done okay. He's worked so hard. So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well? Make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef. Food Love Stories, brought to you by Tesco. Hey, what shows in this area am I missing? And one of the ones that bubbled up almost immediately was the 318 Now podcast. Uh, I live in the 318 area code, as, as we mentioned in this episode, and that's what this show is named for. I think local podcasting is such a neat idea, and that's what we're going to talk to Josh about. Uh, He's a great guy. You can find more about him by searching for the 318 Now podcast in whatever uh, podcast app that you prefer, or you can follow him on Facebook and Twitter, too. Go to uh, 318 Now, uh, search for 318 Now podcast on Facebook, and you can find him there. He suggests that that's the best way to keep up with him. Uh, Right now, let's just get into it. Let's bring on Josh Tolison from the 318 Now podcast and find out what makes him weird. Josh, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Joel. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm very honored and excited to be here. Man, I really appreciate what you're doing, and I've been looking forward to talk to you, but even more so the last couple of months, as you and I have tried again and again and again to make this interview happen, I've gained that much more respect for you than I already had. So thank you. Thank you for being persistent with me through the technical difficulties. I think my audience is really going to enjoy getting to know you a little bit better, but let's start as David Copperfield does at the beginning. You were born, you grew up. Where do you come from, Josh? Okay, well, uh, I am uh, 32 years old. Um, I actually was born in the Monroe area. And then when I was five or six, uh, we moved to a town called Clinton, Mississippi, which is about uh, two hours east of the Monroe area. And I I was basically uh, raised there. And then during high school, we actually moved back to the Monroe area, uh, and I ended up graduating from West Monroe High School. I attended ULM, where I was a uh, mass communications major, and and then I graduated there in 2006. And while I attended ULM, I was you know pretty active on campus. Uh, I was uh, on the Chacahula yearbook staff. I started off as a, a sports writer, and then I was the sports section editor, and then. Uh, my final year on the on the staff, I was the the assistant, or I guess you would say the whatever you call it, the assistant um, editor of the yearbook. And then my final year of college, I actually began selling for the school newspaper, which at the time was called the Pow Wow. 
um, before it, now it's the Hawkeye. So I was the ad sales manager for the, uh, the school paper. And that kind of got my feet wet into what I would do after I graduated from ULM, which was to go into media sales. Um, my final semester at ULM, I was uh, fortunate enough to pair up with KTVE, KERD, the NBC and Fox affiliate in the Monroe area. And I uh, basically was a sales intern where I learned the ropes from many of the experienced account executives there. And it was a, it was essentially a six month job interview because I viewed it, you know, as a as a great way to to segue from college into the professional world. And the more I was around it, the more I fell in love with it. Uh, I, I liked the staff there. Everyone was very accommodating. And then right before my graduation uh, in May 2006, uh, they offered me a job. Uh, so I was one of the, the lucky ones who actually, right when I graduated from college, I had a job waiting for me. Uh, so uh, when I graduated in May, I began work, you know, the 1st of June. And I worked in media sales for a little under three years until the spring of 2009. And then at that point, I decided I wanted to go back to school. So uh, in the spring of 2009, I decided to depart from KTVE, which was a, which is not an easy decision because I loved it there. You know, I loved, you know, working with my clients, my coworkers, and you know, working in television is pretty cool. Whether you're in front of the camera, behind the camera, or you're selling advertising, you know. So, but I made a decision. You know, if I'm going to pursue my master's degree, that that was the perfect time in my life. Um, I wasn't you know, married, I don't, you know, I didn't have kids, all that kind of stuff. So I thought, you know, this is the time for me to do it. So I resigned from KTVE, I decided to uh, enroll online to do my master's online and I worked part time. So uh, I ended up getting my MBA in 2011. And then uh, a, a year or so later, I began working at my alma mater, University of Louisiana Monroe, where I worked in the ticketing office where uh, I was the ticketing manager. I was able to uh, help boost the ticket sales and attendance for ULM uh, football and baseball and basketball. Uh, and actually, the I, I came in at the perfect timing, uh, the perfect time rather, because in the fall of 2012, ULM played uh, Arkansas, which at the time they were ranked seventh in the country. And ULM pulled off uh, by far the biggest victory in the school's history, um, beating, you know, a nationally ranked SEC football team. So that was a nice little introduction, you know, into uh, ULM athletics. And so that was a very enjoyable season. You know, ULM, you know, made its first uh, bowl game, uh, which was actually in Shreveport, oddly enough, uh, where, you know, they played uh, Ohio. So that was very enjoyable. And then in um, – in the summer of 2013, um, a great opportunity came available with Goodwill Industries of North Louisiana, where um, I spoke with the uh, director of workforce there, and they offered, you know, uh, offered me a job to come be a supported employment manager there. And so I uh, current, and that's where I currently am employed. Is uh, we basically what we do is we uh, the the mission of Goodwill is to improve uh, lives through the power of work. And what we do uh, with my program is we help individuals with disabilities uh, with employment services. Um, we help, what it is, is we work with a state-funded agency 
Um, and what they do is they refer clients to us, and then we help the clients uh, with pre-employment training, uh, resume preparation, mock interviews, um, what's aware, just the basic things that uh, that things that you know me and you may take for granted. But for a lot of individuals, they have never been exposed to these type of you know pre-employment trainings. And then we actually help clients uh, find employment. And then we actually provide retention services where we actually stay with the client for up to an extended period of time. So we're, we're not really a staffing agency, but we kind of are. Um, there are some differences, but we, you know, we do, uh, we are very extensive hands on and uh, that's kind of where I am now. Wow, man, you have literally, I joke a lot about the fact that I have a communications degree. I started college in theater is where I started, and I ended up not even finishing that. I, I, I'm a couple of credits away from completing my theater major and getting that degree. I found out at the end that my double major that I was so proud of wasn't going to count. I wasn't going to get two degrees or even the mention of both of them on my physical degree. It was going to only have one, either poli-sci or theater. And I decided it was too much work. I was enjoying that fifth senior year and just sort of ended up with just a poli-sci degree. And yet... I use my communications, I use my speech, my, my education in theater much more than I use my poli-sci degree. You have used yours thoroughly. You've been all over the media world. I think that's fascinating, and I think that you've used all sorts of facets of your education as well. Let's focus in, though, on how you and I got to know each other, and that wasn't through your day job. That's through your side gig, through what I feel like the little that I know about you, Josh, is almost your your passion, not more necessarily than what you do in your career, but definitely something that you have a love for. And that's the 318 Now podcast. Let's talk about the origins of, of that show. Let's talk about the origins of that for a little while. When was the first time you heard the word podcast? Do you remember? Oh, man. Well, I, I can't tell you a specific date, uh, but I can give you a ballpark time period. It was probably in the mid-2000s because uh, I'll kind of backtrack. Um, when I was an undergrad at ULM, uh, me and one of my good friends, and actually he's a frequent guest on the 318 Now podcast, uh, Brown Kelly, uh, he and I are, you know, we've been you know, friends since college, and our common bond, you know, all these years later has been our love for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, a major league baseball team. So when we were undergraduates at ULM, at the time we called it a radio show, quote quote. Um, but we actually would do a, a like a back then it actually was a podcast, but the term podcast had not really caught on yet. So we actually called it a radio show where we actually recorded, you know, once a week we talked about all things Chicago Cubs. You know, we talked about past, present, and you know, even future Cubs and uh, we just talked about our passion and, you know, uh, Brown kind of spearheaded it. You know, he, he was the equipment guy. He was the one that edited everything and uploaded it onto back then just a website. And I was just a guy that showed up and, you know, talked and threw in my two cents. Um, but, you know, back then, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the term podcast had not really come to the forefront. So we called it a radio show. Uh, so, but a couple of years later, um, I was actually turned on to a uh, sports figure that was actually at ESPN, uh, Bill Simmons. And uh, back then, he was known as the sports guy, where he was more of a regional, you know, Boston kind of guy. And then, you know, he had, you know, uh, blogs or articles that he wrote on ESPN.com uh, where, you know, they were eight, you know, 
thousands, you know, thousand word, you know, articles. Well, I, I forget which year it was. Maybe it was 2006, 2007. It was around that time. Uh, he actually started doing podcasts. And uh, it was called, I think it's been called the BS Report for several years. Um, and that's when I really got first introduced to the term podcast. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, I guess I'm kind of getting away from the question a little bit. But, you know, ever since then, you know, that was kind of like my gateway, I guess you could say, uh, to other podcasts. But I would say I was introduced to the term podcast probably in the mid-2000s. Yeah, I I think that's about the time that I jumped on too. I think it's interesting that the BS report was one of the first ones that you got. Bill Simmons was an early one for me too, and I'm really excited to see what happens with him now. You know, he's out from under the ESPN umbrella and and nomenclature. He's he's now part of he's no longer part of the Disney mothership. He's now made an overall deal with HBO. We're going to get a new TV show eventually with him as the anchor, but sooner than that, I think it starts in October, maybe even at the end of September, but we're going to get a new podcast from him through HBO. That starts almost immediately. I cannot wait to hear what he does. I'm a big fan of his. Let's talk, though, about this specific idea for your show, the current show that you're doing, the 318 Now podcast. It's a local show. I mean, I think 25 years ago, Josh, this would be something that would likely start in a newspaper editorial maybe. You'd get a monthly column or a weekly column, and then you'd probably turn it into a TV show, right? You'd have a little studio show, you and the local dignitary of whatever interest, or somebody involved in an organization or activity that they've got going on that they want to promote, you'd help spread that amongst the community. A generation ago, this would have been a very traditional media show. I think you would have found a lot of success with that. What made you think to turn this into a podcast first? I mean, I'm sure you'd be open to other other media opportunities. Maybe you've already had some. What made you start the, as a podcast? Yeah, um, I could tell you first and foremost, um, you know, when I went and got my master's degree, it was an MBA. I, that's when I really realized that I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I've even told, you know, my employers, you know, that I've my, my ideal scenario is to be entrepreneurs because I've always had that mindset. Um, so when I was, you know, the past couple of years, you know, while I've been working, you know, in my, you know, my career in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, you know, what, what, what route can I go to enter the entrepreneurial, you know, side of things. And I was, you know, I've always been thinking of, you know, different ideas, you know, and then in, in the other part of my brain, you know, I really miss doing podcasting, you know, because I, I enjoy the, the process. I enjoy having this platform and, you know, probably about about nine months ago, the the light bulb went off, and I was like, you know, I think I really want to give this podcast thing another shot, um, because you know, me, of course, you know, I've I've talked with you know Brown, you know, throughout the years, you know, we need to bring back our our, our radio show, quote unquote, but you know, he, you know, life happens, you know, he's you know he's off in Shreveport, you know, he's got a lot of responsibilities, and you know, I'm still here in Monroe. So my thought was, you know, I need, I want to do something that's different, something that's not, that it may be in the area, but it hasn't come to the forefront, I guess you could say. So um, one thing that I'm able to do at my job, which I'm blessed to be able to do, is I'm able to network in the area. Um, I am, you know, actively involved with the Monroe Chamber of Commerce, uh, the West Monroe Chamber of Commerce. You know, I've, I've been able to, you know, establish a lot of 
contacts in the area. So I was thinking, you know, what could I do that, you know, will allow me to, to utilize my contacts, um, you know, and I thought about it. And I was like, well, maybe I should try, you know, doing my own little podcast. So I did, you know, I finally, you know, after a month or so of, you know, talking with some of my friends and just kind of bouncing ideas off them, I decided, you know, just to, to dive in and go for it. So I started to research um, the type of equipment to use because, you know, I'm a mass communications major, but I wasn't a production guy. You know, I wasn't an audio engineer guy. I was more on the business side of communications, you know, your marketing, management, sales. So I had to do a little research and, you know, figure out what type of equipment do I need to purchase? Uh, what type of audio uh, mixing or editing uh, software do I need to download? Um, so I did a little research and once I felt comfortable with, you know, my knowledge and my ability and once I realized, you know, hey, I can actually make time for this, I decided just to go for it. Um, so uh, once I came up with the name 318 Now Podcast, um, I researched the best equipment to use, microphone, a little uh, digital audio recorder, and then also I came across the, um, the audio uh, editor audacity I, I felt like at that point I, sh I was ready so uh, once I you know uh, purchased the equipment I downloaded the software I was able to research and uh, acquire uh, a site domain uh, for where I can actually upload uh, my podcast then at that point I started to reach out to my contacts people that I knew previously whether it's to you know uh, networking community or personal friends or old classmates uh, that's when I decided, you know, all the chips were in the right place, and I, it just went from there. The 318 Now podcast is what we're talking about. Josh Tolleson, the host of this show, and what it's named for is the area code, of course. That's the area code for all of our phone numbers around here, Monroe, Ruston, West Monroe, Bastrop, all of northeast Louisiana, at least, covered in, in the 318 area code. What has the response been? I look at your Facebook page. I see a lot of people that are interested paying attention. Do you hear it in the community? Do you hear from people directly? Do you get stopped on the street and say, Josh, I appreciate what you're doing? Yeah, uh, I do get a lot of uh, great support in the area. Um, like I'll upload a, a podcast and I'll get you know some messages on Facebook or I'll get some text messages saying, you know, hey, great show. Or, you know, they'll actually ask questions about, you know, the guests I have on. And so, I mean, I do get some recognition. But when I was doing my MBA studies, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that's when I really realized, you know, I kind of have the entrepreneur mindset. And for any entrepreneur out there, you know, whether they're starting new or they're 20 years into their business, uh, they know that uh, starting a business is a slow process. And so when I started the podcast, I viewed it, you know, in the same mindset that, you know, that I'm not, it's not going to blow up overnight. You know, I'm not going to have a hundred thousand, you know, listeners overnight. It's going to take time, especially since it's a locally based and locally focused podcast. Um, so, I have had some response to it, you know, all of which has been great. And, you know, it's very, you know, inspiring and, you know, humbling. Um, so what, what I'm doing is, although is I'm focusing right now just on, you know, the content, that's my focus. And, you know, and then I think the, the response and the recognition will come over time. Um, but right now, my big focus is just making sure that I'm able to uh, have interesting and motivational and, you know, hopefully entertaining uh, content. Well, let's talk about that content right there. 
of course, generally what you do is you have a different guest on every week. A lot of times it's a local business owner or somebody that heads up a local organization, a local organization. Occasionally you talk about something that isn't focused on the 318 area. For instance, you're a big Cubs fan. You do the occasional Cubs episode. But most recently, I think, as of this recording anyway, you've got an episode that focused on the Warhawks. For instance, you talk about the upcoming season, promotion of the games. Of all of those things so far, what would you say was your most interesting guest for you? Now, of course, your audience might take something different away from it. But for you, what was the most interesting conversation? Oh man, that's tough. You know, I've I've had you know I've had uh, as of this recording, I've had you know, 27 episodes, and actually, yesterday I actually recorded uh, my 28th, or it will be my 28th episode. Well, I should be Jared Floyd, who is our uh, chief meteorologist for KTVE KERD, and that's a really good interview, by the way, I did with him. So I'm very happy and excited about that one. But you know, looking back here you know, the past couple of months, um, some that's sticking in my mind is actually. Uh, one of the more recent ones I did is I had uh, Amy Sliger and Griffin Scott on. Uh, they are the co-authors of a book uh, that was written, The Legendary Locals of Monroe. And that was really interesting to me because, you know, I, I'm a bit of a history buff. And that that interview was really cool because, um, you know, of course, uh, Amy and Griffin, are they're very well known in the Monroe area. And they have strong ties uh, to the area. So to be able to talk to them a little bit about some of the historic figures and individuals who, you know, who came from the Monroe area, you know, the Bill Russells and the Sonny Merriweathers, you know, who are very uh, predominant figures in our area. So they were they were very interesting. Um, all the nonprofits that I've had on, you know, I've, you know, of course, me working with Goodwill, you know, I have a special place in my heart for nonprofit organizations. So, you know, I've had, you know, the Alzheimer's Association on. I've had uh, the American Cancer Society. Um, I've had several uh, nonprofits that have been on the, the program. The Project Found was another one. So, I um, mean, it's hard for me to pinpoint, you know, one specific guest because, you know, they've all have been interesting in their own ways. You know, I've had business owners. I've had, you know, personal friends on the show who we've, we've died, you know, di- dissected, you know, different topics. Uh, but yeah, I would say, you know, I would say probably the nonprofits have probably been the, the most interesting to me. And then, you know, another one most recent that stands out to me definitely is the, the legendary locals uh, episode. That's awesome. I enjoyed that conversation a lot. Uh, you're right. You, people should check that one out. Josh, I'm sure I mentioned this at the top of the show. I know I'll mention it at the end of the show, but tell listeners where they can find you, especially, for instance, if they want to check out the Local Legends episode. Tell us where you can access your podcast. Of course, they can find you in iTunes and everything, but what's the website? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's uh, there's several different ways you can actually uh, listen to my podcast. Uh, w- the one thing that I tell people is, you know, if you're on Facebook and, you know, let's face it, you know, everyone essentially is on Facebook these days. Uh, probably the easiest way to listen to my podcast is to like the, the 318 Now podcast Facebook page. And simply all you do is when you get on Facebook, just do a search and just type in 318 Now. And it should pop up on the on the uh, automatic search engine or search engine uh, result. So just click on the 318 Now podcast link uh, on Facebook, and then you can like the page. And then uh, I'll always post links on Facebook to that will send you directly to the podcast. Um, so Facebook is you know probably the easiest way to find the podcast. Now uh, you can also go through uh, Libsyn. 
which is uh, the, the site that I use to upload and stream my podcast. And to get to that, you would go to 318nowpodcast.libsyn, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com uh, slash podcast. So that's 318nowpodcast.libsyn.com slash podcast. And then also, like you mentioned, I am on iTunes. You know, like I tell people, if you've got a three-hour road trip ahead of you, uh, you know, you can listen to, you know, probably a good eight or ten of my podcasts. And then, you know, if you can tolerate me and my, my voice. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, so it's a great time killer. Uh, like if you need to, you know, go on a road trip or, hey, you know, if you got some time to kill or, if you you know, you got to commute to work and, you know, you want to hear something local. I mean, it's, it's a lo- you know, for the most part, it's local guests, local topics. But yeah, Facebook, uh, the Lipson link that I told you about, and then also on iTunes. I, I find that podcasts make, like, great dishwashing background, you know? <laughs> you're washing dishes, you're doing the laundry, you just put your earbuds in, and then you're laughing or you're learning or you're enjoying yourself instead of stuck in the doldrums or your day-to-day chores. That's the way I feel about it. Um, Josh, it's really interesting that I stumbled upon your show, and and I'm excited that I did. I have met now, recently, three different podcasters in very different areas around the country that are doing sort of a similar thing. You, Josh Tolleson with 318 Now Podcast in North Louisiana. I got a buddy named Cale Ownby, who I met in Houston, Texas, who's doing a show called Platypus Houston that's focused on design and architecture in the Houston area. And then Janae Libby, who I just met, and we reviewed her show, Audacious Food Talk for Gluttons, over on my other podcast, always listening podcast reviews and she does a food show about her local area just people in the charlottesville area restaurants and chefs and restaurant owners uh, in her area i think there's a whole movement going on right now to take this global medium and apply it very specifically very directed to the local atmosphere i think it's a very cool thing that's happening i'm excited that you're doing it i'm excited that others around the country are doing it do you have a second idea brewing and would that one also be local or do you think if you did another podcast or when you do another podcast that would be a more generalized topic hey it's me and a buddy talking about the cubs or me and a buddy talking about comic books or me and a buddy talking about marketing or, or me and a buddy whatever yeah i think uh in the future you know i think a second show is definitely a possibility um right now of course you know my focus obviously is on 318 now podcast but, you know, there is always, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm always looking, you know, for the next great challenge. You know, I love challenges. I love trying new things. So I could definitely see myself expanding into possibly a second podcast, uh, which if I had to imagine, you know, of course, don't hold me to this, but uh, I could see it being a, a contrast from what I'm doing now because I could see it, you know, maybe me and someone else, maybe like you mentioned, talking about a more general topic. Um, Cause I think, you know, I love doing, you know, the three, one L podcast. It's kind of like my baby, you know, cause I, I, I book guests. I, I actually do the interviews. I edit everything. I'm kind of like a one man band, but I think it would be cool. You know, if I did another show to have a, you know, a partner or two and kind of bounce ideas off, you know? So, you know, I think it is a, a strong possibility that I could do a second podcast uh, down, down the road. Well, we appreciate you spending time with us today and telling us about where you came from and what you do over there at the 318 Now podcast. Thanks so much. Before I let you get out of here, man, I got to ask you the question. It's the name of the show now, you know, 
What makes you weird, Josh Tolleson? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. What makes me weird? I think it's probably, you know, once you get to know me, it's probably my sense of humor. Um, I actually was on, I had a couple of episodes ago, I had a, uh, a couple of guys on from, you mentioned other podcasts, uh, the Good Guys podcast, which is a very entertaining uh, podcast that is a Monroe. It's two guys that um, they review uh, movies. And uh, during that interview, you know, they asked me, you know, what, what my favorite type of movies were. And I mentioned that, you know, growing up, uh, Jim Carrey was one of my heroes, you know, and I'm really a big fan of his movies. And I think that's kind of formulated my sense of humor. I, I have kind of a corny, you know, punny sense of humor. So I, I would say my, you know, my sense of humor makes me weird. Perfect. All right, man. Thank you for spending some time with us, and thank you for all of the technical hang-ups and, and sticking through it with us. <laughs> hey, Joel, uh, like I said, it was an honor to be on your show. Thanks for the invite, and hey, man, keep up the great work, and I know you got some exciting things planned for us, so I'm anxious to see what you got going on. Awesome, and I, you know what happened? The audio ended up being of a high enough quality that I truthfully was not worried about uh, the technical glitches, so I didn't even mention those to you in the intro. But we did. Josh and I have jumped through hoop after hoop after hoop to try to get together and, and make this interview happen. Uh, first, uh, apps not working and, and not understanding each other's recording setups and trying to find the best way to bring you the best audio uh, so that you could hear about Josh and what he's doing over there. I hope you check out the 318 Now podcast, especially if you're one of my listeners uh, from our area. Uh, I think you'd find a lot to enjoy over there. And I hope you join me again next week. We've got a very special guest. I'm so excited about this. We're going to talk to Bethany Rayburn, and uh, she's going to join us. Bethany is a, a musician, uh, and she is, a matter of fact, she's the creator of the and the singer, the performer of our theme song for my other podcast, uh, Always Listening, podcast reviews from Josh and Joel. Uh, she has a song called Enough that we uh, were lucky enough lucky enough to get as our theme song, and I think it fits really well. I'm going to talk to her about her music and her life and, and continuing to pursue her music even when that can't pay all your bills. I think that there's a lot to be found there for all of us. So join me again next week right here on What Makes Me Weird. You can email me, makesmeweird at gmail.com. That's the address. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter or just go to alwayslisteningpod.com slash makesmeweird. You can find every single episode and lots of links there. Until next week, I'm Joel. Keep it weird. You got busted without a dime to your name. You took a bus ride with your mindset to fame. They had a tough time remembering your name. Well, we don't. No, we don't. You missed your big chance to be a Hollywood star. But for most folks, that never was in the cards. Well, you sailed and you failed. Well, at least you got to do it while you were young Before you get old and you lose your nerve So here's to you From the great Pelican State It's never too late To come back home So here's to you Great, the great pill.
What Makes Me Weird is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more info and a full list of our episodes at blogtalkradio slash makesmeweird. You can also email the show to makesmeweird at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Makes Me Weird. Our theme song is From the Great Pelican State by Adam Dale. Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is the network. Oh, I found one of our new Voxel Griffin editions. Yes. What comes as standard? Standard? Well, alloy wheels, sat nav, aircon, DAB radio, Bluetooth, smartphone projection, and USB connection. Wow. Is that everything? Sorry, forgot the colour touchscreen. Buy a new Griffin edition, Adam, Astra, Corsa, or Mocha X Plus, and get a whole host of features as standard. The Griffin edition range. All Griffin, no bull. Visit your nearest retailer now. Vauxhall, British brand since 1903. Participating retailers only. Limited units while stocks last. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. If you've already got one of the 13 million smart meters installed across Britain, we'd just like to say... Thank you. Our electricity needs are predicted to double by 2050, so we have to upgrade our outdated energy system. Just by having a smart meter in your home, you'll be helping the system to better anticipate demand and reduce waste. So we just like to say, thank you for getting the smart meter. From the Campaign for a Smarter Britain.